there. Welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham live on the Hotspur Hood. Apologies for being a little bit late. It wasn't my fault. Food, mm -hmm. take, cook and eat. It's you stopped the rock. We've actually had shots on target. I couldn't believe it. And over half the shots that we had were, were on target as well. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, absolute scenes. Absolute scenes. And we've yeah. been in this top four race again. Uh, we just got to keep going. We just got to keep going. Three great guests with me. Uh, hopefully, Brian Dag will be with us as well. Bez, uh, how you doing, buddy? Very well, thank you. Very, very good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so it's good. <laughs> Yeah, and your birthday today, I believe, is it? It is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Happy birthday. Uh, and uh, birthday. The, the first time in your life that your birthday has been given a good birthday by Tottenham. Uh, <laughs> uh, can't I happen too often. You say, you say that. <laughs> Ironically, round about the, the match round about my birthday is, is often quite a good result. Um, more often than not. I think um, so <laughs> I sort of quite look forward to to the match around my birthday because, like, yeah, Spurs will win it for me this time. It's great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we've got two Brads with us: one Leicester fan, one uh, Tottenham fan. So, Tottenham Brad, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, thanks. It's uh, day four of uh, a rather long weekend, so I should be able to uh, should be able to get through today's stream and another one tonight, and. Uh, and have three or four days to recover for the next yeah. weekend. You're, you're almost as much of a media whore as I am, Brad. <laughs> Quite frightening. And uh, Lester, Brad, how you doing, buddy? Uh, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, uh, Brad was on my show on, on, on Let's Talk Tottenham on my channel uh, on Friday, giving it uh, uh, quite a lot of stick to Spurs fans. So I really appreciate mm. you coming on here. And uh, yeah, you said you would and you man your word. Uh, how you doing? Uh, all things considered, I'm actually doing all right. I really should stop coming on these shows and giving you stick before we play them because we did that. I did, I did this, I did this last season and the season before, and I didn't learn my lesson. But you know, an idiot always tries a third time, so I'll try it again. Excellent, yeah. And uh, like I said, this is Let's Talk Tottenham. But we're on the Hotspur Hood on Mondays. Uh, if you like what you see here, please give a subscribe to Let's Talk Tottenham and jump over there on Fridays, 12.30pm. But for the moment, this is the Hotspur Hood. So make sure you hit like here. Make sure you subscribe to the Hotspur Hood as well. Great channel, Tommy's channel. You all know Tommy, I'm sure. Uh, and let's get cracking. Uh, Rez, those three at it again. Kulu was on the bench, uh, came on uh, and... Everyone, I think, pretty quickly forgot the more was playing for the first 55 minutes. Kane gets his yep. uh, normal goal against um, Leicester. Kulu sets two up. Sun yep. scores a lovely finish and a, a cracker. Uh, yeah, I mean, just what we needed. You know, we haven't had any shots on target. And then if we're going to get goals, all three of them involved. And that's how we're going to get top four if we do end up getting top four, right? Those three on four. Well, if Spurs if Spurs want you know goals, then the the, the sort of perfect opposition to play is Leicester. Sorry, yeah. Brad. No, <laughs> no, sadly, you're right. Sadly, you're right. I, I, I do also have to point out. I completely mm. forgot. Tommy won't be happy. Uh, super stickers, super chats, also available. Uh, so yeah, I'll try and read out as many comments as I can, but I'll show them all up. Super stickers, super super chats all get read out uh, regardless. So, yeah, uh, please send them in. And thanks so much for watching. Like I said, hit the like and hit subscribe. Sorry, Vez, carry on. That's all right, not a problem. Um, to be fair, Leicester Spurs is is almost always guaranteed to be a high-scoring game. Um, I mean, 
looking back over the last thing, there was like 4-2. There was a 2-2 recently. There was a 2-0, which you can't really call a high-scoring game. Uh, there was a <laughs> 4 at some point uh, or a 6-2 or something like that. I mean, it's... 5-4, it? Or something like that. Oh, six, five, five, yeah, five, exactly. 5-4 at Wembley, wasn't it? They're usually a bit of a ding-dong. Um, and I don't think yesterday was, was an exception, to be honest. Um, it just, yeah just fell to us uh, to, to, to get the to get the points. It was just what we needed. It was the tonic we needed. We we sort of fell into a funk over the last two games where it just nothing was clicking. Um, but right from the off, you could see uh, us playing differently to how we had been playing over the last couple of games. Those last couple of games, there was, there was a lack of energy... Uh, almost a disinterest um or or a lack of interest in in playing the game and that seemed to have been solved um, my guess would be that conte has basically done the equivalent of slamming some people's faces into walls and saying what the <laughs> fuck is my reputation you utter so and so i'm not sure what the, i'm not sure what the italian for so and so is um but uh, i'm sure he used it liberally uh, I'm hoping, or maybe he's maybe he's done a different approach, and as actually whatever it was, it got them it got them to actually put in the performance, even with you know having a, a bit of a weakness down that right hand side. Everyone was pushing. I saw them chasing the ball. I saw them pressing the ball. Um, you watch the match of the day highlights, and it makes it seem as if it was sort of uh, all Leicester in that first 15 minutes. It really wasn't. You know, I watched the game live at the, uh, at the stadium and you could see that Spurs were saying, right, this is our ground. This is our home. This is how we're going to play. And that's what happened. Um, it's just Leicester's particular style that it, and compared with ours that will give that team more shots, if you like, or more chances created, but uh, or more obvious chances created. But Spurs were were dominant yesterday. Um, I think it really was uh, even even Ian Acho's goal. You know, Larice got his fingers to it. It was just mm. a little bit too much uh, to stop it from going in. Not to take away from the quality of the shot, it was very well very well taken, and Winks was at fault for letting it happen, <laughs> but. It was still, it was basically all Tottenham yesterday. The only thing that Leicester really out uh, outpaced us was on possession, and that's because of the way that we play. So, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll come to the Leicester point of view in a bit. But uh, Tottenham Brad, I do apologise to the two Brads. I can only really differentiate <laughs> with Tottenham Brad and Leicester Brad. It sounds so rude, but I, I try not to be. But yeah, Tottenham Brad, those three up top won the game for us. Uh, so, what do you think the change has been? Do you think it's uh, like Rez said, Conte slamming heads, or do you think it's just we came across a team who generally attack, whereas in previous two weeks, two games, that, we've come across that, teams who just defend and play on the counter attack? Yeah, that obviously helped, but I, I, I call it the Serge Aurier effect. Serge Aurier <laughs> used to used to play really, really well for two or three games, and then he made himself the number one choice at right back. <laughs> and it's like, oh, done it now. Don't have to work. Don't have to <laughs> and he'd be rubbish. And and it's like Tottenham, they, they did all that hard work to get mm. into that really good position, winning four on the trot. And then suddenly, oh, we're here now. And they fall against Brighton. They fall against Brentford. Uh, I thought we I thought we, we came out the blocks pretty well yesterday. Uh, we seen Bournemouth move the ball forward quicker. 
which is when we're the most dangerous. When we move the ball quickly, we're dangerous. Yeah. We allowed Leicester a little bit into the game in the second part of the, the first half. But I think as soon as we got the second goal, I think we were more intense in the second half. I think the intensity yeah. went up in the second half. And Mora, who had done absolutely nothing, and maybe keeping Kulashevsky on the bench, maybe that was giving him that sort of urge to, to come on and, and, and do it. Uh, I was surprised that Mora was played. Not so much that Kulachewski was dropped, but Mora was the one. I thought it might have been Bergwin, but yeah, anyway, we got the win. So, And as soon as we went 2-0 up, you knew that was it really because that's when we're at our most dangerous, when teams know they have to attack us. And I think yeah. if you looked at the last, say, 10 minutes when we are 3-0 up, I think Leicester were probably thinking, oh, well, we got the, we got the semi-final one Thursday, you know, and they sort of turned off a bit. But uh, that was a much better performance by Tottenham. We can get better. Well, we're going to have to be better if you want to get anything at Anfield. And I think this, the next two games, I know it's an obvious thing to say, are really pivotal. Because if we, as probably expected, lose at Anfield and Arsenal beat Leeds, that will put them five points clear. It's still not... It's still... We can still do it, but five points, it's a psychological effect when the team's five points above you. Well, based um, on yesterday, I don't think they'll beat Everton because I think Everton will be needing hmm. that that result. I mean, that result against Chelsea. And I, I watched Tommy's show on Friday or Saturday and uh, he was going through the uh, predictions of all the games and he was saying Chelsea to beat Everton. It was Brian Daigle who hmm. said, no, 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 no. Everton will win that game like 1-0 and he called it. And... They're fighting for their lives, and and as our leads, yeah, mm. yeah. I I, th- I think they're they they'll be all right. I think it's between Burnley and um, Everton who will go down. Mm. But I wouldn't be surprised if Everton beat Arsenal on the last day of the season. Certainly, well, if they got, need we, to beat them. I think it's going to be a situation where we will we will want. We obviously have to win all. That. I mean, I, I'm I'm more or less writing the Liverpool game off. Anything other than, you know, anything better than a loss is, is, a, is a bonus. I draw. If you offer me a draw now, I'd say, yeah, I'll have that. Uh, but we have to win our other games, including, obviously, the North London derby. But we have to win our other games, our last two home games, and, and obviously at Norwich. And then hope that uh, Arsenal drop a point. Uh, and, they, yeah, they've got to play Leeds at home. Newcastle's last home game of the season as well. Those fans weren't yeah. wanting to lose that yeah. last home game of the yeah. season. Yeah, you know, you've got that. You, they, they, they're away at uh, Newcastle, which, yeah, that, that's going to be tough. Gonna be tough. <laughs> no one right now, no one wants to play Newcastle at St. James' No, no. I'm glad we no played them when we did. Them. <laughs> yeah. We were pretty yeah. comfortable. We went up there so on the, the first game under the new owners. But so no, they've improved a lot. And, uh, yeah, it actually... It, it was a scenario a few years ago when I think we were relying on Newcastle beating Arsenal in the last game of the season as long as we won. And I think they Arsenal went up there and won one nil. But yeah, I think we might get to a stage where we're relying on Arsenal dropping a couple of points. Well, to be fair, uh, there was a time need... where we needed to beat them up at St. James's Park to finish second and we didn't do yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> six six oh, years yeah. ago. It's funny you bring that up. Oh, that's actually six years ago today. That was Is it really? My, yeah. um, my Twitter feed, yeah, you know, six years ago, they they, they thumped right. you five one, didn't they, or five nil? Yeah, five one, yeah, five one, And then Podicino in his book said that he was just so devastated after that that, that yeah. performance. And I think yeah. the following season, uh, we, I think our last two games, we won at Leicester six one, and we won at Hull seven one. They were our last two games of the season, so it's like we ain't doing that again, sort of thing. So, yeah. I, I ultimately didn't matter. We still had, had, had got second spot, but uh, yeah. yeah, we sort of thought, well, no, we ain't doing that. So, 
Yeah, it's gonna. It's still difficult for Tottenham. It's still a flip of a coin. Uh, I'm just hoping that we can go out to Anfield, play at our best. Anfield, uh, Liverpool play a little bit under what they are because I think Liverpool are going for the title as well. So, so they, they you know, well, it I, might affect them as well. So, yeah, I mean, the we'll come into the. Sorry, the good thing sorry. that we have got in our in our favour is that we, I think, we play before Arsenal every time uh, until obviously until the last game of the season. Right. Yeah, but I, the the Liverpool game. I mean, we'll do a big preview on Friday about mm. that. But I'm not convinced we're going to lose that game. I think how we battered them in terms of chance, clear cut chances created at home. I think that will play a part. I don't think they'll be mm. as gung ho, and they certainly won't be keeping just two people at the back. Uh, and I think we'll get chances. I think we'll score. It's just with this. You got to take the chances, team. which we never do up there. Yeah, <laughs> can, can you stop them scoring five before yeah. you score one? But I mean. At Leicester, uh, uh, Brad... when, when you've got Dyer in your defence, of course you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But in terms of Leicester, Brad, he made eight changes from the uh, uh, Conference League semi-final. So it's obvious where your priorities are, or Rogers' priorities are. No one can really blame you for that. Uh, but I, I only watched match of the day. I, I was due to go to the game when it was on bloody Saturday. And then, of course, they move it to Sunday and I was out. So I only watched match of the day. And it did look like what, what Vez said until Kane scored. Oh, Leicester, you had a couple of chances, uh, hit the post uh, and had all the chances essentially before Kane scored. And then it, it, we had a few ourselves. But uh, so I, obviously I didn't watch the game. But he, even though you made those eight changes, it wasn't the big hitters like the Vardys uh, uh, and so forth. But Daka, uh, Iniacho, uh, they, they, they've got points to prove because they want to play in that semi-final. So, in, in terms of, of Leicester, obviously, you lost the game. You, you, on on uh, Friday, you expected them to lose the game. But how, how did you rate their performance? And, and obviously, looking forward <laughs> to the uh, semi-final second leg. Yeah, I mean, it was it was one of them games that's always hard to kind of react to. Because, like you said, me and Chris, who came on here for the preview, kind of expected lots of changes, which we saw. And we, we knew that because of previous results before we played you guys, most notably Newcastle, Everton and Villa, that, that any slim chance we had of great crash in Europe in in terms of league positions was, was out of the question. It's completely done. So we probably had an easier time to kind of sack this one off with the greatest respect. But like you said, I, I mean, I, I do see where Vizzi is coming from because it wasn't as dominant as it was maybe made out of Leicester's control. I just think, you know, like we said, we created the openings a bit earlier in that first 20 minutes, half hour, but it was quite even. It was actually quite end-to-end. -end. We just got them defensive blocks and your defence was looking a bit, you know, shaky. But yeah, I was gutted you still don't have Aurier to pick out there because every time he plays against us, he gives us a free kick for a penalty and we score from it. And we tried, we tried. We tried everything and he still didn't give anything away. What but no, I mean... <laughs> I mean, on another day, if Daka gets a bit more of a better connection and that, you know, you know and Lloris doesn't make that fantastic save, which it was, it was still mm -hmm. a fantastic save, regardless of his connection. You know, we could cause an upset. You know, we, we played that similar to when we played Liverpool um, at home, where we were resting a lot of players because it was in a different scenario because it was under busy, you know, fixtures. We're playing Liverpool and Man City within, you know, 48 hours. But we played like a completely different side that game and sat back and tried to soak up a nick it. And obviously we did. You know, not not to brag, but we could be behind the reason Liverpool don't win the quadruple. You're welcome, everybody, if that's the case. <laughs> 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 well, 
Until um, next week when we're responsible for it yeah. as well. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah, team effort. It's how it yeah. works. <laughs> we're working together this year instead of against yeah. each other. Yeah, but, but, but no, guys, that um, means that Man City win it. Why are you oh, celebrating? No, I'm not celebrating it. I'm just glad it's not Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> I, wouldn't give a, I wouldn't give a shit if Coventry got promoted and won it over Liverpool. I wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, the problem was, as soon as that first goal went in, compared to other weeks gone by where we've had a stronger side out and, and we've still got something to fight for, you kind of already felt that that was the case. Kind of like, oh, that'll do then. Let's see how... Let's try and damage the limitation. Give a fist and account of ourselves, but we probably lost this game. Let's knock it on the head. Let's save our energy. Let's not run around and, you know, blow smoke out our ass trying to chase a ball. Uh, and then any hope we did have of maybe nicking it was gone from that superb second goal from 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 Son. I actually mm. think technically that was a better goal because of the way he just knows his instinct and mm. his football brilliance. He, he completely wrong-foots uh, Schmeichel, yeah. doesn't he, son, with that, mm. uh, oh, that, he's that swivel down. shot. And, and... Yeah. yeah. Schmeichel was kneeling for the Queen at that point. That's all he was doing. <laughs> because that was, He was yeah. waiting for a knighthood. And, 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 and I know his third goal was probably, he's probably easily contender for goal of the season. But that's something that a player like that could probably do, obviously, more regularly than others. But I still think that second goal is technically better for his positioning. His smartness to get in between our defence, he ghosted in, and like I said, he hit it on the swivel. And and Casper mm. was praying to to whatever god he may believe in when he was put down by him, the way he did it, and then that was it. And again, Spurs probably dominated after that first goal, to be honest with you. And it only became it was one way traffic, and the only reason we got that goal um, was because you guys probably took the foot off the gas. The game was mm. dead; it was buried. We weren't exactly doing everything we can to try and get back into it at one nil, let alone two nil. So the third goal was just like salt I, in the I was I was very surprised that you brought Vardy on, actually. I think that was literally purely for his fitness because he'd only just got fifteen minutes back. He'd been missing for ten games uh, yeah. for about four or five weeks collectively. So, and the last time he talked his way into the squad from rushing back, it this is what cost him the you know the four or five week period out. You guys know better, more experienced than, than my club is. You know what it's like to have an important Euro- European game. You've done it at a high restaurant in the Champions League for Christ's sake yeah. against Ajax. What I'd give to swap it. I mean, not <laughs> that I'm very proud to be in the European, you know, final, a semi final, but I'd swap it to, to make it a Champions League game against Roma. But it is, <laughs> you know, we, we enjoy what it is. But um, I think at that point, we were just merely thinking to give Vardy 20 minutes behind his legs. So, if he does start against Roma, he can afford to maybe do 60, 70 minutes before yeah. we need to maybe change it up. Yeah. Again, is, Madison, is Madison injured as well, is he? He was suffering a little bit, and I know a lot of Leicester fans have yeah. had a bit of a cripe about it. But I, mm. you know, they were saying, oh, KDH is poor man management and Madison's poor man manager because both of them were a bit tight calves and, and, and mm. whatnot. Yeah. But Samora, Samora who, who we signed in the summer, has been struggling with injuries all season. He was only back last week. He was only back training and fit for selection, according to Brendan, in the last week. So he wasn't able to play against Villa. He was only fit for playing against you guys. If if we can't rest Madison, Yori and KDH until this game, we couldn't rest any of them because we only had Mendy available. And we yeah. couldn't play Mendy in Europe because the only part I would say was bad management on Brendan's half, which is hindsight, I guess, because of our injury crisis we had. But Mendy's not registered for Europe. So we couldn't, you know what I mean? We couldn't put 
somebody in to give Mendy a rest either. So it was nice to actually see them players get a rest so they're even fresher for what is, and it's no disrespect to, to football itself or the Premier League or, or you as a team, but for Leicester, the bigger occasion is Thursday night. And I'm sure you guys feel that. You've got two things, haven't you? You've got the first ever European final for Leicester City and also the inaugural winners of the competition. Mm. Which is what yeah, yeah. we told ourselves at the start of the season. But yeah, yeah couple, so a uh, yeah, couple, like, couple of comments for you, Brad, a Tottenham fan here. Uh, nicest uh, uh, Tottenham fan, uh, cheers for the comment. Nicest Leicester fan I've ever met, uh, uh, seen. Most of Leicester fans I know are personally very biased. And a question from Billy Corkill for you here. Uh, cheers, Billy. My friend is a Leicester fan, reckons Rogers hasn't got the support from the players and many fans these days. I think he's having to do. What do you think? So, what, what do you think in, in, in general of the fans and, and your personal point of view of Rogers? I, I think the problem is, is you'll find that the level headed ones, like you know, thank you to the person who's, who, who thinks yeah. I'm quite nice and being that, uh, not to be big-headed. But I, I try and see things as, as, as neutral as I can. I don't want to sit here and be like, no, my team's awesome. We didn't do anything wrong. You guys will look, you know, I'm not like, it's not not right. You just you just call it as is, take a defeat and call it how it is. And I think the problem is, is you're more vocal, aren't you? The problem with, the problem with social media is these sort of people are more vocal. They're the yeah. ones that sit behind the, you know, three or four different accounts going, Brendan out, Brendan this, Brendan's a wanker, Brendan's this, and, and you know. <laughs> but the problem is, you know, you, you always say you can't have anything good without something bad coming to it. And as brilliant as it is, as we mentioned in the show, you guys brought it up, not me, by the way, but six years ago to this day, we won the Premier League. Last <laughs> season, we won the FA Cup. This year, we, won, we started things off winning the Community Shield. So when you become accustomed to winning, Suddenly, when you go on a bad period of losing or not things going your way, you don't take into account the injuries, the rotation of the squad, the the, the rushed players, you know, trying to play people on one leg and half, and half an arm or whatever, you know. You don't take everything into account. It's all, well, he's, no, he's not good enough this season because he's not going to win us anything. And I think fans get carried away and, and so lost in success that they suddenly realise that we are still little Leicester. That tag is still us because... You don't become a top six club in three or four seasons. You guys have probably only just over the last three three seasons maybe started to benefit from being included in that because you've done it since like 2007, 2008. You haven't just been doing this for three, four seasons. You've been doing this for 10, 11, 12 years now. Leicester are still in that beginner stage. Maybe we'll start to get a bit more recognition. We're, we're you know, maybe seen as the best of the rest, if you will. You know, But we still have to earn it. And, and again... I would like to have asked fans, if you said to any fan at the start of the season, to, if you kind of erased the title winning season, as horrible as that sounds, and you said that Leicester were going to finish anywhere between 5th and 10th for the next four or five seasons, and you're going to win some silverware, and lo and behold, find yourself in the European semi-final, you would have snapped your hands off for it. I feel like some fans are so desperate to suddenly start Alex Ferguson and everything and, and winning Premier League back-to-back and FA Cups left, right and centres and doubles and trebles, it, it's more unrealistic than fairy tale stories that you read to your kids, as uh, you know, you read to your kids at bedtime stories. Got to have a bit of realism. In terms of the players, I don't see it. Because when you, when you normally see it, you normally see these players infamously, everybody remember the Eddie Hazard situation with, Jose, when he got sacked after losing to us, 
Hazard was forced on and then it was traipsing around like this, throwing his arms around. And we've seen it time and time again with certain players clearly showing their disdain for the manager and the dressing room has been lost. We saw it with Ranieri and the backlash we received as fans and as a club for sacking him. You know, I don't see that with these lot. They're still out there trying. We're getting players, people forgetting. <clears throat> Fafana signed a new deal. Ricardo signed a new deal. Judson signed a new deal. You know, we've maybe branched away from you you guys being able to pinch our players for 30 million on the cheap and we've gotten commitment to our club. But I'm not seeing this player revolve as much as maybe it's been made out to be. Yeah, you're quite right with the keyboard warriors who just write stuff with no no uh, consequences. Uh, but in terms of players, Tottenham fan says, uh, "Can we have Tillemans off you uh, or Madison and Chuck in for Farner, please?" I'm not sure about that. And uh, Paddy Hartnett uh, asked, "What does it feel like to win a trophy? It's been so long for us." It feels amazing. Show on Friday, we had a, quite a lot of comments about what that's to feel like. And then a one-word answer for you here, Joe Chim or Heskey. Heskey, I was raised on him. I was raised on him. He was Joachim was just slight my ear. I was just a bit too young to appreciate Joachim, but Heskey is my is my um. And then uh, to stop Bob Bob barring us, we need to uh, sing Res Happy Birthday. Happy Birthday to you. Happy Birthday, dear Res. Happy Birthday to you. And now Bob has allowed us to carry on on the airwaves, so we can continue. You do know that Bob is 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 essentially the the king of the Spurs YouTube. I know, that's why I had to sing it, otherwise yeah. he bars it. Contractually, to do so, I've heard. You, I mean, you're lucky, he'd throw you in YouTube prison if you... If it's, you it's, even worse for, it's even worse for me, because this channel gets barred. It's not my bloody channel. I've, I've, yeah, I've it's public. Yeah. My channel yeah. still goes ahead on Friday. Tommy's just the one who's <laughs> in YouTube prison, and I, he hasn't done anything. But, um, there's, in, in terms of our players, obviously those three will get the headlines, Kane, Kulu, Son, but one person yeah. who will get the headlines or should get the headlines and I'm oh, sure it's been please. mentioned on every stream is this guy, Mero, oh, on the yes. front foot. And I, I think in particular the second goal, I mean, if he got that wrong, that could have been a red card. But it, yeah. it was two front foot challenges. There was another bit in the first half. I can't remember who would have had the tap in, but he, he read that superbly and cleared it out for a, a, a throw or a corner. But he, he is just showing that He's he's uh, the real deal, isn't he? And and he can become whatever. We, if we can get a top quality defender in with him, mm. oh, what we could have another ta- uh, Toby and Yan scenario Toby in central yeah. defence. Yeah, I mean the guy is a peach of a central defender, right? I I actually nearly destroyed my television because I had. <laughs> I had something heavy in my hand and I was watching Match of the Day and the commentator said, yes, Romero's very good. He could get into most Premier League teams. Most <laughs> Premier League teams. He can get into any Premier League team. And like, Shut up. Um, yeah, the guy's brilliant. I mean, my God, yesterday. Just, he should have been man of the match. Forget. You know, I mean, Sun I mean he's never going to get mad in the match, is he? When Sun scores a, a, a goal like that, but, um, but he's a yeah. defender as well. So yeah, a yeah. lot of the time, it all it sort of unless <laughs> the weird thing is, is that for a defender almost to get a man of the match these days, your team needs to be like peppered by the opposition and be under constant <laughs> pressure. <laughs> <laughs> to pull off, you know, block after block after block. You, you know, 
it's rare to see a defender um, sort of praised when your team's played well. Um, but he was supreme yesterday. I mean, for someone who's 24? Can you imagine what it'll be like in four years? Mm. <laughs> uh, in his peak. I mean, he is it's like the second coming of Ledley. You know, absolutely well, super. I, I think absolutely. they're I think they're slightly different. They've both got the same great, great timing as, as as Ledley King had. But I don't I don't remember Ledley King being as aggressive as aggressive. Romero. Yeah, absolutely. But I think Romero, I think Romero's time travel from the seventies. Yeah. This is back to seventies defending where you yeah. you would you would you would fairly win the tackle but clean the player out as well. Yeah, you know, this is back back to yeah, I mean, Graham I mean, Roberts Bob's, and this sort of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Absolutely. Bob's, Bob's uh, pretty much says this bad. Uh, what you've said, I spoke of Romero six months prior to signing him, described him as a dog. There's no such thing as a 50 50 with him, no, ruthless. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, and and he's and still young, like you as well. Full yeah. of shit, yeah. 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 When, when he when he destroyed Richarlison when we played Everton, he then went on Insta <laughs> and posted a photo of him walking away from Richarlison in this crumpled heap on the ground. <laughs> you know, standing well, over Maguire and taking the piss out of him. I love that about him. You, I love. You, that. I you look at players. Yeah, you look at brilliant. you look at players like Graham Roberts, like Dave McKay. You know, back 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 in the day, and yeah, every every team needs those sort of players to do that. And, and I'll tell you what's really impressive about him as well is the fact that. When he picked up a load of yellow cards and it was possibility that he could get, be suspended, and everyone's going, "Oh, you know, he's going to get more yellow cards." He hasn't had one ever, had one since. No, that's so right. so he's he's obviously improved that side of his game. He's sort of he's thinking about it more. But oh yeah, I mean he, yeah, he, I was thinking that yesterday as well. What 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 you said about if you put another top quality centre back now as well as Darren Davis have done. If you put another top quality centre half in there, that's that's. I, yeah, I right. do have to say, you, you're yeah. in trouble with audio artisan over your comparison. Ledley is James Bond, Romero is Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. The, the other enough. thing is, he's yeah. he's still young, and and forget the whole PSG rumours and everything like that for the moment. But for the moment, he's being trained by Conte, who Ooh. history shows improves players. And and mm. I mean, if we yeah. keep Conte for a few seasons. Romero for a few seasons. Uh, he could be anywhere he wants to be as a defender. In well, I, I think, Chris, this is where the squad comes into it as well, because despite me just praising him for his discipline in the last few games, I think there will come a, a situation when he does get suspended or, or even sent off. I, I can see that happening yeah. in, the, in the future. So then if you do have that and you have a suspension, then you, you've got the squad to cover it. Why well, just we... imagine him doing a Cantona and just taking it out on a fan in the last game of the season or something? <laughs> <laughs> just going in there with a high kick. To the <laughs> I don't know why. Just imagine him being all patient and then just, just having a laugh and just losing it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, comment here from Cody Mack. Uh, there's only two on okay. this. Uh, why are Spurs fans so bald? I can say it, I'm bald too. It's the obvious answer. Uh, I've got <laughs> yeah. a lovely head of hair. Whatever, whatever, you do, whatever you do, if you're viewing, don't try and play guess who and ask that question. <laughs> not fun. That rule's done. Yeah. And Bob Spur has said, Romero's the only guy I wouldn't want to meet down a dark alley. And Vez, and Chris, and Brad with a guitar. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Brad but yeah. with a guitar, especially. I mean, I've been there. And yeah. let's just say I'm thankful for therapy. 
And yeah, Leicester bad. Uh, talking about our defence there and our quality defender there, but uh, Leicester have now conceded the most amount of set pieces in the Premier League mm. this year. Uh, uh, I can't remember what, exactly what Roger said. He said it's uh, he said it's a word that uh, not anticipation. It was something else. I can't remember what he said on match of the day. But uh, we need to be a bit more aggressive. Is what that's I think it. That's it. Um, is that what you think about it? He he also also said you can't give someone something if they don't have it. Meaning if you don't give them the corner or the free kick, they can't score from it. But um, yeah, and uh, I'd like to say as well, uh, Kim says uh, that comment from uh, Cody there is racist against people with long hair. <laughs> uh, there are some Spurs fans out there who have hair, and not just on their face, on their head. Um, Jacob, but yeah. Jacob, United <laughs> Spurs of America. I mean, yeah. like yeah. the, the the hair flows from his scalp like a like a like a brown waterfall of gorgeousness. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not that way inclined, but if I was, I think he would be my crush. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Cody's responded with racist or sexist. Uh, yeah. He's well, actually uh, says Harris, said, Harris. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, sorry, Brad. Yeah, in terms of your set pieces, would you put that down to, or do you think it's a uh, you have had a lot of injuries, so you you need the constant. Uh, uh, you play four at the back or five at the back. You need generally those lot to be playing every game to get some mm. communication. If you're constantly chopping and changing because of injuries, the communication is is I, I can only imagine will suffer, and maybe that's a reason. But do you think it's the aggressiveness that Rogers has talked about injuries or or something different? I think it's a combination of everything you've literally just stated there. I mean, I can't. I, I would put it to any manager of any side to try and cope with. I believe out of the twenty-five injuries we've had this season, thirteen to fifteen of them have been defensive injuries. I mean, it's hard to work on the training ground on defending set pieces and preparing for tactical changes because he made tactical changes in, in in our shape and then how we went about the game. I mean, this. This passing, you know, we we in the last few get in the last few games we've we've dominated the ball in terms of how many passes we've made, the possession stats. We've we've tried to pull away from that 30-40% possession side that has 200 touches a game and somehow pisses you off and nicks a one-nil win or something to trying to control the game and, and, and I guess feel more deservant of the win. Like we're not just robbing someone blind for a win. We're we're actually competitive and and showing our aggression in that way. And also, I think the one thing we've, we've desired, said that we've lacked, and I know we brought a six foot eight lamppost, and I say lamppost, there's a fake lamppost, I'm sorry. <laughs> but best of all, we do lack that height, not just in the defence, we lack it in the midfield. And maybe that's some an area in the summer he needs to look at. Maybe we do need that bigger framed body in there because you know, while we can joke and sit here and go, Kane got a customary goal from corners. He could have had seven. It had, had you got more, if you had you had you decided to boot it up our defenders and give yourself thirty corners, he probably would have scored seven or eight of them with how we've been defending them this season. And whilst yes, when we've had a structured back four, we have been a lot better at not conceding from from set pieces, whether that's a free kick put into the box or a, a corner itself. But when Rogers was saying that's something you have to just you have to just learn. You, you can't just learn it. It's something you have to kind of become. Is it, And I think it is that aggression. I think it's something that I'd noticed and it was picked upon on actually on the Leicester, on the Leicester radio show that I listened to um, before I came on here. And they were saying that Amati was maybe the main culprit 
um, that um, is a bit weak. You know, you can you can give him a nudge and he'll go off balance and he's not alert to run. And it's just a collection of things that Leicester need to work on. And maybe they need to get that aggressor. I know they say that Sarunchu tries to break your hand when he shakes it, but I think he's lost his aggression. <laughs> um, and obviously with Mr. Evans, you see the difference. I mean, I know you guys being Spurs fans for enough don't watch Leicester week in, week out, but there's a, there's, there is such a commanding difference when Evans plays and, and whether it's alongside him, whether it's for Farnas or, or, or Sayuntu, it doesn't really matter. That commanding difference that Evans brings to that defence also helps because he's not afraid to go, oh, you know what? F this, if you're not going to get there, guy might be 34, 35, but he'll sprint to get in front of Harry Kane from that chance if he's on that pitch. Mm-hmm. I, I will tell you that now. He will. He, he won't care if if, if Amar is umming and ahhing whether he should pick his nose or go and deal with the ball coming in. Everyone's going, fuck off, I'll do it then. That's how you deal with it. And that's what he brings. And maybe we need to add height and some more leaders on that pitch because you don't just fix this problem by having a fully fit squad. Because whether we like it or not, Evans is ageing, so he's not going to play every game. So we definitely need another commander back. And we need to find a way if we're not going to, you know, recruit in the height department, we need to find a way to counteract that by having them leaders that see it, read it, and are already there before they've even considered taking a shoulder, taking an elbow in the back or taking one in. You've got to remember whether we like it or not, defenders in them situations and goalkeepers are a soft touch. If they're leaping and Kane leaps with him, but he gets a bit more high, whether Kane's using it for leverage or not, if he feels an elbow in the back, referee's going to give us a free kick. Be brave. And I, I think that's what it means. He needs defenders to develop bravery. And that's something you maybe can't drill into people. And that's maybe what we need to go out and be buying next, next summer is braver defenders to go alongside for Farner and Evans, <laughs> with the greatest respect to Amati, who has been a solid defender, but he's not doing it from set pieces for me. And that's the biggest concern. I mean, arguably, your defence was what won you the title. Yeah, ago. well, yeah. but again, yeah. you look at our centre-backs compared to what mm. we've got. We yeah. had big, oafy guys, yeah. like you said, you wouldn't yeah. through yeah. a dark alley. They might yeah. not have been the most gifted or the quickest, but... Well, me, you wouldn't want to mess with them. If they give yeah. you an elbow, you felt it for a week. Soyuncu and Evans, maybe with their brain for Evans and Soyuncu being a bit of a psycho, apparently, mm. on the pitch. But the other defenders, I mean, for Farnham's quality, they're on a different planet, but they leave a lot to be desired. And that's the same for our wing-backs. You know, Thomas, Luke Thomas, is an absolute mess when he plays against you. I don't know what you do to him, but he's like Serge Aurier for us. He can't play against Spurs. And he, you know, Serge Aurier can't play for Spurs, so they could probably play on the same team together. <laughs> it's, it's just something we lack across throughout the team because, like I said, apart from the six foot eight round post that is best to guard, who I feel will benefit next season from being used how he is supposed to, which is maybe over that Christmas period where we're playing a lot of games, he'll play in cup games and whatnot. But we haven't got a great deal of height. You know, we had a lot of corners against you and against Roma. To give two examples, I think against Roma, we had like nine corners there too. Not one did we win a first header on. And the fact is, in probably three games, the first time we won a corner, uh, won a header from a corner, it surprised Luke when they got the header on it. It was, it was kind of like, oh, <laughs> no, we've got a chance here. We didn't know what to do with it. 
And we desperately well. I think I don't think we can underplay Kane's uh, that goal that Kane scored. No, he, he made it his. That was his yeah. goal. That was that was similar to when Ronaldo scored from the header against us at Old Trafford. It's mm, there's one yeah. player right. This is mine. This is going in yeah. the back of the net. And I think that was yeah. the attitude of Kane for that goal. Is like right. I'm having this. I'm having and, it. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think he made that 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 first goal definitely. It was, it yeah. was a case of I will kill you or get this. Now, yeah. I, 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 yeah. still, I still I still would have liked to get. I would still give Kane the odds, but. I, Again, if, if Evans is there with that brain and aggression that he's mm. got, he's going to make it harder. You know what I mean? He's going to have to put a lot more yeah, effort into it. For me, Kane could have gone, oh, shit, I left the other one on, turned it off, come back on, and then still beat <laughs> the ball. That's what pissed me off the most about it. Because it's like, I, I you know, I'm starting to think when we play Spurs, we might as well go, right, Ian Atcher, you shoot from the edge of the box. That always goes in when you score a game, when we play yeah. Tottenham. I mean, if you can just run and go and score now, then we get the goals out of the way. We can play a game of football. A <laughs> couple of comments in the in the chat. There's a little disagreement going on. So Bob Spurs says this. Uh, keep it civil, people. Thanks, pe- people uh, discussing certain people on YouTube, and and you know, I'm not here for that, so I won't be showing those kind of stuff. Uh, but people are entitled to their opinion. But you know, uh, yeah, just keep it civil. Just keep it civil. Yeah. Uh, Res. Uh, I was furious about the goal at the end. I know it was a good finish, but we're in, we're in a top four race here. The uh, goal difference has been not 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 got close, but it's a lot closer than it was. And that one goal could be a massive difference. And and I, I know we've already said that uh, you know we were cruising, we'd won the game at three 0 and and you know it doesn't really matter. But you know it could it could and uh, I. It's concentration again, and, and and Conte would be drilling into those players that, that not the will to win, but the concentration, and don't give anything silly away like that. And and he will be furious about that as well. I would have thought. Yeah. Um, obviously, you don't want to concede. It would have been lovely to have a clean sheet. It would have been lovely to have had three goals uh, added to the tally rather than two. Um, I suppose we can't argue, can we, really? Because we won after two games of no shots and uh, uh, yeah. no goals. But it, it's just one of the... And then Kim's agreed but that it annoyed her as I'll, well. The thing that I'll say, though, is we were shipping goals like mm. crazy earlier in the mm. season. Some of them just... It was like a knife through the heart. You know, I mean, no, again, no disrespect to Brad, but, you know, being 1-0 up at Leicester and being completely in control, and then two very quick goals just, you know, turning the game on his head. Obviously, on that occasion, we did it back to them, but you can't rely on that happening. You know, I, I, everyone loves a ding-dong. Everyone loves a real high-scoring game. You know, people always talk about, you know, your 6-4s, your 5-6s, your, your games like that, you know, your 9-1s against Wigan. Um, obviously, that's not the best example. But um, it, it's I'm not that upset. We got the three points. We got the win after two stuttering um, things. We got more goals added to our tally than Arsenal did theirs. They only had it one. So we still opened mm-hmm. the gap. Yeah, we, we improved, yeah. If it had been 2-1, then I might have been slightly more um, annoyed. But it was like it was like that, you know, like a mild irritation um, to sort of concede uh, yeah, rather than rather than being worried about it at this point. Um, 
I honestly don't think it's going to go down to goal difference between us and Arsenal. Uh, uh, the, the only, the only, the only scenario, the only scenario yeah. I can see, Rez, and this is really negative, sir, is if Liverpool say beat us three 0 and then Arsenal go and beat Leeds three 0 then there's a six goal difference made up there. I think we're seven or eight ahead of them, but it, 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 it'll make it, yeah, it'll make it. But yeah, no, I, I agree. If someone had offered me three one before before the game, I'd have said, yeah, I'll have yeah. that. You know, we're, yeah. We're all talking about we just got to win. It doesn't matter what what we win by, we've got to win. And you, you know the goal we can see. Furious, yeah, uh, probably because you know uh, probably Larice would be furious as well. But then again, mm-hmm. football, as, as I always keep saying, football's a fine margins game. That was a, a, a perfect shot for me, yeah. You know he couldn't have got it um, better. I mean, you know. Then, you know then, no, sorry, 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 Tom Brad, you, you finish that, and I'll. Uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> as, as I say, that the, the, the goal that we conceded, yeah, yeah, a bit annoying. But then you know we put four past Villa, you know that that was a bonus. Yeah. Putting four past Villa, you know, putting five past past Newcastle. So it's all it's all swings and swings yeah. and roundabouts. He says ups and downs. They're not swings and roundabouts, are they? But ups and downs. It's all ups and downs. Yeah. But uh... yeah, I mean, from a rest perspective, trying to look at it. From like take my Leicester top off as it is. I'm not going. Don't worry. I don't want to scar your viewers. But I mean, like, I'm not Leicester. What what is a as, as as maybe a neutral thinking? Um, you you probably the, the reason I can probably see that some fans are maybe frustrated. Probably a harder word, harsh word to use. I'm probably a bit disappointed is because you look at it from your opposition's point of view. We were beaten at two 0 let alone a one third. We had eyes on Thursday. You could see that by the changes. That's not a disrespect to changes. The, long, the young lad Brunt who came on has been in the side before. He's played in the FA Cup. He's a, a you know something we've become very good at over the last few years, as you may have noticed, is developing youngsters uh, and bringing them in from our youth. So it wasn't like it was just a chuck away. Oh, we're going to give this lad some minutes just because he's he's, he's someone that Brendan's had his eye on, trying to ease into the side. So no prospects. Yeah, I think you just look at thinking, hold on, this is a side that don't really care that they're 3-0 down. They're already looking towards Roma. And the way that that two and a half minutes that, that it took to build to that goal was the only time in that game that I remember Spurs gave us the freedom of, of the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium to just run at it. And yeah. you know what? You can blame. I don't know if you guys have the same commentary out because I use stream, so it might have been different comment, commentators. But you can blame the commentator that I had because he said, oh, looks like Tottenham are going to get a clean sheet here unless Iniacho shoots. And literally, <laughs> as that happened, Iniacho took two more strikes and hit the net. So, but don't, don't get frustrated that you're not blame the commentator for that one. But no, I, I can kind of understand the twinge of disappointment because if you're asking for a perfect, not just opponent to get back to your to scoring goals like you did and hitting the target, but to get a win and maybe a clean sheet, yeah, again, two goal cushions better than, like you said, possibly two ones more annoying. But you were playing the perfect opponents who had both their eyes already towards Thursday night to maybe have wrapped that up 3 0. So I'm sure it won't come down to goal difference. It rarely does. Mm. I think one of these is going to slip up more than the others. It's going to be, you what, what know, the goal difference does. Maybe. Yeah, what the goal difference for me does, though, it also, mm. not pressure, but it says to Arsenal, we have to win these games because they've essentially got an extra point here with that goal difference. And cer- certainly when the goal difference was, I think, doubled Arsenal's, I think theirs was 10, ours was 20 or, or something like that. So, yeah. 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 I, I, and like Brad says, we could easily, we could go 
and get battered by Liverpool. I don't think we will. We but we could get battered by Liverpool. Arsenal could beat Leeds fairly comfortably, and yeah. then goal difference is is a, a, a thing in this. I mean, that, that that could then be another thing though that you look at because then if you, let's just say let's say the worst case scenario happened for you, how are you guys doing for goals scored? Because that's what it comes down to afterwards. If you're level they're on very, goal very difference, close. they're very they're very close. close. There was there was a couple of games ago. There was someone actually posted on Twitter. Yeah. Um, yeah. A series of really pretty realistic results that would essentially force Spurs and Arsenal to have a playoff for fourth mm. place. <laughs> God, that, that, that's something I never thought you'd happen. I remember years ago when the title went down to goal difference, didn't it? And, yeah. it could, and we were trying to figure out how it could go down to a playoff. Uh, Be a bit uh, uh, anticlimactic if the first ever playoff was for fourth place, but still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but you know what? The, thing is, the thing you've got to bear in mind is that we are going to utterly destroy them when they come to to thing anyway. So that'll sort the goal difference issue. I mean, out I mean if the players <laughs> can't get up for that game, there is something dreadful yeah. 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 players, isn't yeah. there? And and the fans yeah. will play their part. I didn't go to the game yesterday because I couldn't, but the, the guy I share season tickets, so he said the atmosphere was cracking there yesterday, and, and yeah, it, it will be it will be yeah. ten times louder for the Arsenal game. Oh God, yeah, yeah. it's, um, it's going to yeah. be raucous. That's that's. I think I think that scenario that that that, that bloke uh, came up with for the for the playoff. I think he actually had. Liverpool beating us 3 0 and Arsenal beating Leeds 3 0, I think. Yeah. I mean, that would put uh, uh, Arsenal slightly ahead. Kim said uh, Arsenal goals for a 54 and we've got 59. She also says, uh, can't get used to seeing you in glasses. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> one of those things. Sometimes I wear them, sometimes I don't. Usually not. But, I'm just going to mess him think up I... completely now here. Whoa! Oh, oh, oh. Gone off the screen. Yeah, no. Oh, well, we're all doing it. Let's let's go. Oh, let's go. Take him off. Take him off, Brad. Take them off. Go on. Go on, son. Do it. You're all blurry now. Yeah. Who said that? Brad's back. And Brad's back. Which one are you? But yeah, I mean, weird. Weird. And woo. Um. Rick Flair, where's he? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, Tottenham bad here. Do, do you think Arsenal will be worried about the goal scored as well, being that the fact that we've shown certainly away from home against Villa, uh, uh, Leeds, and and kind of against Leicester that if we get our noses in front and teams open up, we can really put teams to the sword with that front three. Whereas they've not struggled to score goals, but they obviously haven't been battering teams. Uh, like well, that, they could do that to they could do that to Leeds, but uh, or do you think it's just win your I, game I, no, I, and I, then I, I whatever think... happens happens? Yeah, they'll it, go is, into is, is everybody's focus. They'll, I think they'll you have to in, yeah, they're going to games like we're going to go into the games, and that's to win them. Yeah, you know, goal difference to take care of itself. You know, um, unless it comes down to a scenario where the last day of the season they have to win by a certain, certain amount of yeah. more goals than us. Where they're forced to do that, or, or the other way around, potentially, yeah. then uh, yeah. But I think, generally speaking, they'll, they'll do what most teams will do. I'm sure Man City and Liverpool, because they're quite close goal difference wise as well. I think. Yeah, I I'm mean, sure none, of them, none of them are blinking, are they? Apart from no, the, uh, Liverpool, no, exactly. Liverpool will do on yeah. Sunday. But I think it'll be a question of let's just win the game and worry about goals later. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You can't you can't play that any other way, really, because if you try. Yeah. 
get that mentality in there. You're, you're overthinking the situation. Yeah. We're the experts. Yeah, Trust exactly. me, we're the experts overthinking and then fucking four foot. Trust me, right? You've you've not got to. You've just got to get about your business. You've not got to worry about whether you've got two goals more or two goals less yeah. because it, it doesn't count as a point if you've got more points than them. They're not. You know, they're not going to go. Oh well, you you've got seventy two points. They've got seventy one points, but because they scored more goals, I'll still get it. Don't work like that. Football. You know, you've just got to win your games. And that's, well, and that's, I don't know. I'd like to see a rule sure, change yeah. the day before the last day of the season yeah. that will stop us. Hang on, yeah. I mean, you know, before before it had to be lasagna, that thing. We're not going to... We're not going to... We're not going to... We've got to come out so that goal difference does not count anymore. Yeah, lasagna still does, but points no. Oh, sorry, the goal corner. No, ultimately, look, I've been saying it, it's all about us, what we do, you know, um, we can we can sort of worry about the permutations. We can worry about the sort of computations. And it's like, if this happens, then we do that or that happens. And we do that. It's like, listen, football is a simple game. Brian Clough said that it's a simple game. Just go out there and fucking win. Right. <laughs> That's all it is. Right. <laughs> No, 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 that's a direct quote. It has to be from Brian Clough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Brian Clough, it's got to be accurate. And fucking win. Win the game and worry about where the pieces fall afterwards because there really is nothing more you can do. You can't control how many goals you're going to score. You can't say, hmm, I'm going to score four goals today with the Tottenham Hotspurs and uh, Arsenal will score four and then everything will be equal and it's lovely. No, you just go out there, you play the game. If you win, you get three points. Isn't that Boris Johnson? That was great Boris Johnson impersonation. I love But get that done. Just go out and win. You know, mm. I want us to go to Liverpool and win. Will it happen? Mm. I don't know. It might, it might not, whatever. If we win, great. If we don't win, great. Move on to the next. Win, 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 and that's all you should care about. Can I can I just can I just say something very tongue in cheek before I forget it? I uh, you know, we all give a laugh and say that Tottenham are quite a bit of a joke when it comes to previous seasons and what you've you know bottled as it is. But what I can I, I, I stand corrected on that because the biggest comedian you guys have is in the stands. It was Michael McIntyre. I had no idea he was a man yeah. of yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he yeah, got a little yeah. bit of respect back from me there because I do like him as a comedian. So you well, know, he actually, he actually was a half-time guest a few years ago against Man United, and he'd obviously had quite a few complimentary a drinks before half-time, and he was he was just so funny. To go, oh, boo, Man United, boo, Man United, come on, Tottenham, boo. Man well, he's a brilliant so comedian, but uh, on match of the day, he, they saw him in the crowd and went, "Tottenham's wheels are turning," and it's. Yeah. No, 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 no. Leave it's the comedy like, to the guy who sat down in the crowd. Yeah, exactly. There's a reason why. Doing it and not you. <laughs> well, no, I found out uh, for any of you Ted Lasso uh, watchers, I found out that uh, that Roy Kent yes. is a Tottenham supporter. Yes, he is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also, I don't know if you guys know, you must know, but Ted Lasso, the character, Actually, came out of some NBC when they first started showing yeah. the premise. It's about Gareth yeah. Bale. It's yeah. about Gareth Bale. He's from Wales. Is that in England? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Ted Lasso, the character, was had been appointed as the new the yeah. new head coach of Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. And he's standing outside the yeah. ground. And it yeah. was done. At the I, I did see that. Like, it, yeah. it was a we we win or lose together or draw or draw. What? Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> Yeah, Lester Brad, Iniacho here. Uh, 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 I'm not going to butcher the name, sorry, but uh, uh, 
Ineato's goal was quality, in fairness. I compares well to Sonny's second. In terms of Ineato, he was obviously a quality player at City. He just never... <laughs> you're going to have to be one hell of a striker to get Aguero's position. Uh, but certainly last year at Leicester, he was scoring a lot of your goals and Vardy was injured and he kind of almost uh, reinvented himself at Leicester. Uh, hasn't played a huge role this season, but uh, what would you make of Ineato? Uh as a, oh. as a striker and obviously as a Leicester player as well. And and will he be the successor when Vardy kind of ha- hangs his boots up? He seems to be going that way. I mean, I've always been a big fan of him. I liked it at Man City. I, you know, you, you talk about Aguero then. There, there was a lot of players. I mean, Deco De- yeah. as well and Aguero and, and, you know, Gabriel Jesus, I think, was just coming into that. I think he was actually brought in because in the actual was... Never be going out the door at Man City. I'm, I'm not too sure. But or, or, or do you he, think at Man City he was too young for a team that were that high? And and he was like just, 19 when he started there, I think, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and, and maybe maybe it was quite. I mean, this in the nicest way to him, but maybe it was a respectable thing that Man City decided to send because they thought, look, Aguero, can, you know, all hoping that he didn't leave. And I know, fortunately, what happened to him when he moved to Barcelona and he had to cut cut his career short after a great and, and well well can't get me words out a, a brilliant career i'll just say the easier word than my brain is trying to say mm. um you know maybe it was seen at man city you know like a few others that have left that you're not going to play until you're in your mid-20s here at, at best you'd be better off going somewhere else unless just snapped him up i mean there was all that comedy of errors about his buyback thing but that ran out years ago um but yeah he it was a bit strange because last season we were kind of forced to play a two up front because we didn't have any other strikers and we had to account for Vardy not being there so we had to kind of shuffle it up and something that um that kind of rings true is we've seen a lot this season that clearly he's working on 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 both Ian Acho and already with Dakar to try and replicate what we're going to miss and we are going to miss it I thought we'd miss it more this season. And despite how many injuries he's had, Vardy's hit double figures, believe it or not, goals in the, in the league. And that's considering how much he's missed. But we will miss it more and more next season. And next season, I think that's when the passing of the torch will eventually happen. Um, and that is, we've seen Ian actually develop over these few years because at first it was just, uh, oh, well, we'll leave him up front. We'll have him run the line. And that's all we're asked of him. Rodgers likes his, his players to be versatile. And if that's playing in different roles or playing different ways, now he can hold the line up, he can hold the ball up. It's something he's got a lot better of. He's developed here. But he also, he, he, he's football managers might, F football manager players might know this term better, but a deep laying forward is how he tends to play. And that's how he technically played against you. Funny enough, last season where he scored all the goals, he was playing in a two. He hasn't done that this season until them last 10 minutes against you. It's it's almost as if he knew how to score when he's got a partner up front. I don't know what it is. It sounds like a new thing. But I digress. He plays that deep lane forward. So he comes and meets the counter-attack, if you will. So when, you know, Yuri Madison and, and Dewsbury Hall spring the attack on things, they've got an attacker who they can pass the ball off and he can hold it up whilst they get up forward with the wingers and, 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 and the other strikers, whether that's Daka or Vardy. He's doing that really well. And he's already starting to do that with Dakar. He's working on Dakar's strength, 
And I really worth- like Jacko. I think he'll be a quality yeah. player uh, in a couple of seasons. He he's he's got he's got everything about him that if he's trained right and nurtured right, like Brendan can do. Because I will give credit to Brendan. His his individual man management is spot on. It's worked with Madison this season. It's worked with Yuri Tillemans when he's blipped. It's showing it's working with Nacho. If he does it with Dakers, you can clip it, you can hear it here first. He has the potential for a 30-goal season. I'm not saying next season. I'm not saying the season afterwards. But he has the potential with everything in his locker. If you can you know, smooth the edges and, and, and work out all the kinks, he's got the potential to potentially hit 30 goals in a season. He really does. And you've seen glimpses of it. I mean, it only took him 90 minutes to break our record for the most goals in the European game and and also become our top goal scorer in Europe. When we play Moscow, he scored four goals in one game. I mean, he, he shows, I know that's lesser opposition, but you could account Spartak Moscow as, with the greatest respect, as your Burnley's, as your Norwich's and your Watford. And if he can do that against them clubs, that's a quarter of the premiership he can potentially do it against. Imagine what he can do when he's more developed and two or three years older. You know, what he can do against against your Villas, against your Brightons, against your Wolves and your West Ham's. The kid's got it in him. We'll yeah. see what happens, but you can clip it. I would say within three to four seasons, he would have scored a 30-goal season. Yeah, I mean, he's got everything, like you say, and it's all about his desire as well. Does he want to be better than he is? If he does, and he gets the right manager, and Brendan Rodgers has proved that he can train young players in the same way that Conte has, and, and yeah, he, he could be anything he wants to be if he's got the right attitude and then gets the right coaching. Um, absolutely. Um yeah, Vez, uh, moving on to you. And uh, Brad, you, you can have a vest now because we're talking about something that probably doesn't concern you. And that's top four. Uh, Which Brad? Uh, and, and that's only said that because <laughs> the amount of crap you gave Spurs fans on Friday, I had to get something in. I'll go and text my Leicester mates about uh, a European semi final because you haven't been in one of them since 2019. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's a top four races now reignited. Uh, do you think, uh, I mean, Brighton, we lost absolutely terrible. Brentford, we should have lost. Uh, and that could be the point that gets us. <laughs> and Brentford, that point could be the point that gets us the, the, the fourth place. Uh, do you think that was a bit of a kick up the arse and now we, we've got past that thing? Or do you think, like Brad, Tottenham Brad says, it's a Serge Aurier effect. Mm-hmm. Two good games, bad game. Two good games, bad game. Uh, uh. This, this, I think all of this is, is part of the sort of the moulding of a um, a moulding of a, of a squad psyche that Conte, I, I, I honestly believe that is Conte's longest most involved task that he's got at Spurs get rid of those wastrels that are not interested in in playing for the badge playing for the club they're at they don't have to be lifelong Spurs fans but when you're here you play for the badge and you play for your teammates Mr. Ndombele yeah, 
get rid of that lot get rid of the thinking that you know oh it, i mean i saw it happen right in front of me with Mourinho, right he had them going he had them going and then we went to liverpool mm. And we had that stab through the heart, and that's when it all mm. went to shit. Because mm. I, I believe I've got no evidence for it, but I believe that it was oh fuck, Liverpool have done it to us again, mm. and that mm. just was it. They had no further belief in what they did. Right, I think the following, I think the following game, I think we were, were well beaten by Leicester at home as well. Yeah, ironically, yeah, yeah. 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 I believe it is what we need is more of Matt Doherty's um, mm. approach, right? He's had two terrible seasons, right? Where everyone was on his back, or a season and a bit. Everyone's on his back. What's the point of this player? He's crap, you know. And then even even the Arsenal. Do you remember he he's, he uh, was a good professor of an affection for Arsenal years ago, and we made a joke of it when he signed for us and all of that stuff. Even that was rearing its head, and people mm. were using that to beat him over the head with it. It's like, for fuck's sake, come on. But, you know, yeah, season and a bit of thing, he went away, got his head down, worked his ass off, convinced the manager to put him back in the squad, came back into the squad, and was being effective. Mm. Right? That... And it's an amazing testament to him, wasn't it, from what people were saying, like you've said to now, oh, shit, Matt Doherty's injured, we're screwed. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we yeah need more absolutely of that massive and, and all kudos to him. Yeah, but we need more of that attitude. I'm not saying it isn't there, but we need that attitude to basically be dripping off the walls at Hotspur Way. Every player needs to have that attitude, which is also Kane's attitude. Kane never thinks that he's finished. He always thinks there's something to improve, right? He works his ass off. Obviously, there may be other question marks about some of the things that he might have done recently with in terms of the approach that he takes. I'm not getting into that, but you cannot fault him for his professional approach to the game, which is I am doing this for a period of time. During that period of time, I'm going to do everything to be the best of whatever it is that I am. Matt Doherty's shown it. Kane shows it. Sonny shows it because it's been instilled in him by his dad. Hmm. You know, uh, I believe that Kulusevsky is a really hard worker. Benton Kerr is a hard worker. Hoiberg is a hard worker. We need that across the board. And it's got to be as soon as you step foot in Hotspur Way, you're there to work your bollocks off. And if you don't drag yourself off the training pitch at the end of the day and don't drag yourself off the main pitch at the end of a game, you've not done enough. Hmm. We need that attitude installed. And it's that. It's that little drop off from that that I feel lead, leads to a Brighton result, leads to a Brentford result. That complacency creeping back in. Oh, it's only Brentford. Oh, it's only Brighton. It's fine. Mm -hmm. It's got to be a case of I don't care if it's Brighton. I don't care if it's Brentford. I don't care if it's Barcelona. We're going to go out there and try and fuck the other ones up the ass. Right? In a, in a, in a, you know, footballing nice sense. Way. Footballing yeah. sense. Yeah. Right? We're going to destroy them. We're going to kill them. You know, like Conte says, if a player doesn't think, I prefer to kill him. And it should be, I don't care if, I don't care if I'm, you know, an England teammate of whoever's in this thing or, you know, we've got a certain Danish person who used to play for us and is a really great guy and I hope he's okay now. You know, on, on the pitch, it's we're going to destroy mm. this opposition. And then we can have tea and cakes afterwards. 
Yeah, absolutely. And top, yeah. Tottenham, Brad, uh, are you in agreement with that? Do you think the top four races now, it will be like uh, they've had that little worry of the Brentford and Brighton games. Like I said, the Brentford point when we should have lost could be the difference between getting fourth and not. If we'd have lost that game, we could have ended up losing fourth by a point. You just never know. You'll find that out in a month or two. Uh, well, but do you think it was a kind of wake up call for them and, and they've answered that now? Or, or do you think... I mean, uh, my, my personal opinion is there'll be a lot more twists and turns rather than just both teams winning games and then uh, whoever, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, so do, do you think it's been a big kick up the arse, those two games? Or, or Yeah, you, I, I think uh, it's certainly a, a reality check. Uh, that's it, that, yeah, that's what I was looking that, for. Yeah, I... I I think the more disappointing game was the Brighton game in the fact that we conceded a last-minute goal. Yeah. Uh, that could, you know, there's no, you know, that that could prove pivotal that that extra yeah. point that we would have gained. From that. <laughs> I always thought the Brentford away would be difficult anyway. I know we played poorly, but I always thought that, that that would be like a draw. So I think the Brighton game at home, and and if you look that we won the previous four, and we'd won I think seven out of nine up until then. Hmm. It's not been this sort of absolute disaster that everyone said it has. It's just been that one, in my opinion, that one game against Brighton where we're, we should have done a lot better. But mm. I think the games we've got coming up, certainly the next two, obviously, uh, uh, yeah, Huge. they'll know that they've got games going. Yeah, Liverpool away and Arsenal at home. You know, and we'll have to see where we are at the end of that. Uh, I don't think I mean, the top four... It, it, it was imperative to win this game, though, wasn't it? Being yeah, the fact oh, that we've got yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. It, it was... I mean, I think we can get something at Liverpool, but the likelihood is that we will get nothing. So it's imperative mm. that we win this game and the Arsenal game afterwards. And yeah, because the, the, the Arsenal game happens at Liverpool. Yeah, the, the Arsenal game is 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 the uh, the six-pointer, isn't it? You know, so that's <laughs> the one that we really... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I agree with Kim's comment here that the uh, the battle for fourth is going right to the last game of the season. Yeah, I yeah. think there'll be a lot more. To, and 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 history shows you in fourth place, no one seems to want it. People lose no, games all over no, the shop. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, it remains to be seen. But yeah, it was just. I mean, yeah, we, we're talking about our performances, but look at Arsenal. You know, they they lost at home to Brighton, and then they lost at uh, Southampton, and then they go and beat Chelsea, Man United, and West Ham. So. You know, it, it's it's just they don't go and beat they don't go and beat Chelsea. They go and get given the result at Chelsea. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. That <laughs> I mean, Chelsea only took to play well against us. To be fair, mm. I mean, what, what's really frustrating for me? I mean, no, I know it's all ifs and buts. You know, if we'd have beaten huh. Brentford and Brighton, we'd be level on points with Chelsea at the moment. We'd be commanding <laughs> in fourth, and it'd be a top yeah. three race. Uh, whether Chelsea would have then lost those games that they have and drawn those games that they have. But it's just all that momentum came came out. Hopefully we've got that momentum back. Hopefully we can take that momentum to the Liverpool game. Yeah, but, but it remains to be seen. Uh, we've, got, we've got lots of games during the season that we can look back on. You know, we beat Man City and then we lose at, lose at Burnley, you know. So, yeah, we yeah, lose I at think, home I think Burnley at home. Burnley at home, Kim's worried about that. I think at home we'll be... Okay, they're a bit more. Well, again, yeah. If it's a game that we need know, we have to win, yeah. And this isn't like Brighton and Brentford who are safe, and we don't want to get beaten. We can afford to defend. They need to win, Burnley. See, they need the, the those points. That, they need to score more yeah. goals than us. They can't but, really. Well, they probably could the, get away with the thing, draw if the, Everton. The thing is about the Brighton and Brentford games is that mentally, 
Arsenal were on such a rubbish run. We're thinking, well, we're three points clear of Arsenal. And we we beat Brighton, we beat six run. points clear. Yeah. They've got to play Chelsea, Man United and West Ham. Oh, we're in, we're in the box seat here. It's all, you know, mm. fun and games. And then it comes and, you know, kicks you in the teeth sort of thing. So I think mm. if we get to a situation where we know we've got to get a result against Liverpool, we know we've got to get a result against Arsenal, we now know that we have to definitely get results in these other games. Whereas before we thought, well... If we don't get six points out of six against Brighton and, and uh, Brentford, well, Arsenal have got three really difficult games, so they probably won't win them. And of course, they do. They go and win them. So it's that <laughs> mentality, you know. But yeah. now we know that every game we've got coming up, and it started with the Leicester game. We thought, no, we have to win these games, you know. So, yeah. so yeah. So I'm hoping that uh, we. And again, it yeah, we, we need to show that right mentality. It's a very overused word, but in our in our. Uh, situation. <laughs> yeah. It's true, you know. It's you know everyone hates the Spursy title, and I do wish we wouldn't use it. But you get—I mean, look at me. I've been following this club for fifty odd years. Actually, probably longer than that. Actually, no, fifty odd years. And yeah, you, you think well, we've done that before, you know. Yeah. So hopefully that's a change. We got that massive result. Thankfully, Leicester Brad is back, and he's taken off that horrible photo of someone else lifting up the Premier League title. Just to rub it in. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that, uh, uh, but yeah. I still have the breaking right to say I've actually had my hands on that Premier League trophy. <laughs> so even if you guys win it, even if you guys do win it, unless you manage to get into stadium and break in, you won't get your hands on it unless you work for it. I've been very blessed to work for the club when it happens. So I've lifted that trophy that the greats have held. So, um, yeah. Excellent. yeah. And, uh, I'll let you know yeah. what it feels like one day. Quite heavy. The thing is, is that we're we're okay because I mean we've we've developed muscles from the twenty six trophies that we've won. You know, <laughs> from the three. Still low numbers, all right, but don't disrespect it. It's five. We're like the gym goers that go once every five years, all right? We turn up every so often, lift a few weights, think it was really good of it, and don't turn up again. <laughs> 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 yeah, moving on, we've obviously beaten Leicester, a massive result for us being at what we've got up next. And uh, Leicester and Tottenham got massive games next, both mm. for different reasons. So we'll come to Leicester first. Conference League, uh, you obviously took maybe a gamble, you'd call it. I, I, I'm not really sure, but you obviously rested a, a lot of players uh, for our game because you've got this semi-final second leg. It's one all away goals are scrapped, so it is level pegging completely. And it's your chance to get into not only a European final, but the inaugural European final of, of that trophy. Uh, and, yeah, uh, do you think the gamble will pay off? How, how big as well is this game in your season, Do you, in your opinion? I mean, on paper, it looks like massive it and it is for an occasion for our club we've never been in this scenario before you know we've never been in the european semi-final you know and you got to the champions league quarters didn't you yeah we got to the quarterfinal yeah. against our arch rifles atletico madrid um don't like talking about them but that's with different that's for a different show at a different time but um mm. yeah we got to the quarterfinal so whilst we've experienced some form of final stage in europe this is the occasion this is a dream isn't it, it does and I don't like disrespect, and I can understand why, to a degree, that some fans just look at this competition and are going, "Ah, oh, I'm glad we're not in it. I'm glad we're not in it." 
I can never wrap my head around it because let's face it, unless you are over the last 20, 30 years, unless you've been supporting Manchester United, Man City, Liverpool, and no, not even Arsenal, Southern, they're, they're just banter FC. Them three clubs have been predominantly... I've, I've always liked you, Brad. Oh, no, no, <laughs> I know, I know. Check the post I am. Uh, but no, on a serious note, them, them three clubs have been predominant maystayers in the title race and, and, and Champions League. They've been the mainstay clubs. I know you guys have been in there and, and you've been in, the, in and out of, of the Champions League. But in, in terms of a competition, like like this, it's the first ever name on that trophy. I don't care if it's the Papa John's or the, the Checker Trade trophy or whatever. If you're in a competition, no matter what level it's at, People are forgetting it just because it's got the word conference in it doesn't make it the car the, you know the, the Carabao Cup of the European. What world, you're doing, whoever you know, whoever wins that inaugural competition, their name is etched in history forever. Regardless, yeah. like you say, regardless well, of what like, trophy like it is, it's exactly. Oh yeah, exactly. And 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 people need to maybe look at it because I, I mean, I was flabbergasted to hear some fans from other clubs, and I know last year Arsenal fans were saying it, and I. Not so much you guys, to be honest with you. I think a few, a lot of your fans were saying European competition. We'd like to actually be in one for for a change to give us a chance of bringing the glory in. And at the end of the day, you you you're only ever remembered from a neutral point of view. Your club's only ever remembered for what they achieve. And if Leicester, you know, Fulham, and you know, it was who else was it? It was Fulham and Leeds. Everybody remembers them as the club that were the bridesmaid, but weren't the bride when it came mm. to winning it. And you still remember them, but you don't really talk. You go, oh, yeah, I remember Fulham beating Juventus. Oh, yeah, but they lost the final. No one cares, sort of thing. Same with Middlesbrough against Seville. They got all the way to the final, but no one cares. If Leicester can be that team that, like you said, managed to beat Roma, which is an achievement in itself, not just because of who their manager is, but because of the calibre of their club. You, you know, we're, we're playing a very experienced and prestige European side in terms of how many times they've you know, represented themselves in the Champions League and Europa League and, and whatnot. But if we then go and win the competition, we're probably going to be remembered better than that Leeds side and better than that following side. I'm not saying on, on, you know, that's that's a whole different debate of whether our team is better than them teams that did did what they did in that. I'm sure Leeds fans would argue they did it in the Champions League level. And I'm not disagreeing. But if you said what happened to Leeds that season, you go, oh, well, they didn't win it. And then a few seasons later, they got relegated. And then you said, well, what happened to Fulham? Oh, well, they didn't win it. And then they got relegated. See the pattern. I'm hoping that isn't the pattern for Leicester. But if you, you know, say we beat Roma and then we beat Final de Marseille in the final, you go, oh, yeah, that Champions, that Europa Conference League. Where did Leicester finish that season? Oh, they finished 10th. What, and they're playing Europa League? Yeah. Oh, really hell. Maybe that conference is worth being in and winning because all of a sudden you remember what it benefits to you. There is well, there is clubs out there that, that would give their left arm and leg to play European Mm. Well, it's—I mean, it's it, the the whole the whole you know being being the bridesmaid and never the bride, you know, it, or sort of you know falling falling short. Like if you spoke to any any non-Spurs fan who sort of knows quite well their history, you tell them, well, you know, who won the league in 1987? Who won the FA Cup in 1987? Who won the League Cup in 1987? Who won, um, you know, I've forgotten which European thing in, in 1987? They'll give you—they'll be able to reel off the answers. 
Spurs were in for every competition that season, and we came, we just fell short in every mm. single one. You know, the most mm. painful one I think was the Coventry um, semi-final, yeah, as a Coventry FA Cup final. But you know, no one remembers that now except Spurs fans, obviously, because part of our history, and we know that we know our club. But speak to anyone yeah. else, they don't care who came yeah. second or who came third. Mm. You know, they care who won. No one's going to give a shit about yeah. Spurs, even Spurs fans are not going to give a shit about whether or not we finish fourth this season in 10 yeah. years' time. Exactly. Mm. And again, you know, to put that in an even better perspective, in 10 years, 20 years' time, whatever, you're not going to have a quiz question where you go, who played in the first ever semi-final of the Europa League conference? Mm. You're going to go, oh, I remember Roma, but did they play Leicester or was that West Ham? I can't... No, you're good. If you get asked who was in the final, oh, Leicester-Marseille or Leicester-Final... You're going to be remembered whether you win it or not. You're still going to be remembering it as a neutral, as a fan. That question, fan, you're going to know because it's something that only ever has the opportunity to happen once. Is the first ever competitors who were the first ever finalists of this competition? Who was the first ever winner of this competition? You're not going to be asked who who did Leicester beat in the quarterfinals. Ah, uh, was it Paris Saint Germain or was it PSV or somewhere like that? Because I remember. No, you don't get the tops. But if you're asked that question, you're going to go, ah, Leicester, Leicester played Marseille in the final of that. Yeah, really good. And then they went on to get to the semi-finals the next year in Europa League. You know what I mean? It's It just shows you can... You should never disrespect a competition if it rewards you with something greater. And it's the same, I argue. And I, I understand, again, I understand why it's maybe looked down upon. Unfortunately, I, I, I do have to see it. But I also get the same thing to the League Cup. Just because it's not had as prestige winners, I mean, we're talking, you know, Swansea have won it. They played like a Bradford in the final. We played Tranmere in that final after we lost you guys the year before. You know, we bounced straight back and, and went on to win the thing after you in 2000. And, and maybe because it's got that record, the people don't think it's, oh, it's a Mickey Mouse cup. And the thing is, Swansea played European football because of it. You know mm. what I mean? These teams played European football or got into Europe that method you know how many times have you know you, you never saw you never saw when Liverpool or, or Chelsea won the Champions League but didn't finish in the European spots you didn't see them going oh I don't matter it don't matter it's only a Champions League final you know we're going to forget it no they went for it they won it and, and that's what happened you could remember as a team that you go Oh yeah, God! Remember when Chelsea finished seventh, but they won the but Champions League? Really a large part of it, though, I think a large part of why the fact why fans, all football fans, will yeah. discredit will discredit discredit the League Cup. They've started doing to, doing it to the FA Cup. They will do it to yeah. lower lower oh, European is because of the fact that it's basically so often is won by the same teams. Wow. So it makes it seem oh, like right. the only way to to be significant is to beat the big teams on the trophies that really matter to them. You know, if Man City yeah. win the League Cup, but don't win the league, for instance, just as an example, for them and and mm. and their, the, the newer generation of their plastic fans, you know, for yeah. them, it's mm. a failed season. Whereas yeah. before, if a club won the League Cup, but didn't, you know, it, I'm sure there have been examples Swansea, in fact, Swansea won the League Cup, although it was in that period. They won the League Cup or, or won a cup and, and got relegated or was Wigan or something like that. You know, big deal for them. You know, um, the, they, they're still winners. 
in there. But when when you've got clubs like Chelsea, like Man City, I mean, you you probably don't know Brad, but Brad and Chris will know just how much I detest Man City. <laughs> because what they do is devalue. Oh, this is yeah, the thing. That's yeah, one yeah. of the results. And we then follow in their their shitty, scummy wake, right? <laughs> Saying, oh, if they don't value the competition, we shouldn't either. When it should be the reverse. It should be we yeah. value the competition and Man City can fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that yeah. actually... That actually like kind of goes with what I said. I remember and I got in a few arguments over it. I remember uh having a real go and like you know, to the fact that I was thinking, of course, Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp are gonna respond to my tweet with my eighty followers that I had at the time. But you know, you try and I gave them a hell of a lot of stick for the way he disrespected that competition, saying, Oh, we don't we don't care about it, we're not gonna play it because we got playing the cash cow cup is what I call that football cup because that's how they treated it. They went, they chose the money over the potential backdoor into Europe because they weren't having the greatest second season after winning the league. So it could have ended up being that case. It wasn't, but imagine if they'd have fallen out of Europe and then not won that caravan. They'd have been kicking themselves. And I kind of tongue-in-cheek reminded Liverpool fans that are going on about, oh, we're going to win the quadruple because we rob shoelaces. I don't know what they, what they were saying. But, um, no, the but. That I was saying, how funny is it that you're well impressed about being on for the quadruple, winning that Tim Pop Cup that you didn't care about yeah. literally two seasons ago? Yeah. You can't have double standards in a cup. And like you said, when you see a Man City not caring about it, you want to be like the cool kid at school. You go, oh, well, they don't care about it. We don't care about it. Yeah. And then suddenly when you win it, it's the best thing since sliced bread. You mm -hmm. don't double standard the cup because like you said, this, and you're very right, unfortunately... Over the last two or three seasons, the FA Cup started taking a bit of a disinterest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's that you. The yeah. FA Cup, I remember when I was a kid, the FA Cup final was, you know, it was a full day programme. It was a full yeah, day right. programme. Now yeah. it's only an hour before kickoff and it's just the same yeah. as a Premier League fixture. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah uh, well, uh, half past five on a Saturday night. Yeah, but uh, in terms of Tottenham, uh, Tottenham, Brad, I'll come to you first. I know you've got to head off in a sec. Uh, we've got Liverpool, which is obviously a huge game. And, and I mean, unfortunately, I've got the uh, football ability of this glass of water. I'm sure some Spurs fans are saying that's still more than Emerson. But I would love to play in this kind of art, uh, uh, Liverpool game because regardless of whether your thoughts of Liverpool, Man City, whatever, you can stop them getting the quadruple. Their fans are going to be all over the place, happy, and you can stop that from happening. You, you know, you want to be the best. You can stop someone else being the best, and the next season can be your chance. And 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 it's exactly the same as Palace when they played the first game at our brand new stadium. I'd have loved to have been a Palace fan there if I wasn't a, a, a player there, mm. if I wasn't a Spurs fan. It's your chance to ruin their big day, yeah, big day. yeah. And it's our chance to really ruin Liverpool's potential. Uh, 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 record-breaking season but we also have to do it for ourselves and yeah I, I, we'll come to the the, the, the big preview uh, on Friday but I mean do, do you think any of the players will be thinking in that kind of way that we can ruin their big season here I'm so up for this I'm so fired up for this we're going to ruin their big season they aren't they aren't uh, winning that <laughs> Premier League and quadruple I, 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 I would, I would... <laughs> I would rather than be thinking we can, you know, improve our season mm. and not even thinking about, you know, and, and so, you know, and thinking about what they're going to do to Liverpool's season. 
Uh, I, yeah, it's a, obviously it's a difficult game. Anfield's probably my least favourite ground to, for, for Tottenham. And I think, I think they've probably beaten us there the last six seasons. I think it's 11 fact, seasons we have. Yeah, won. I, I think, think something like that. I think Hass yeah. said that on Tommy's show. Yeah, uh, yes, way before eleven seasons. It's a lot worse. I mean, even though yeah. think, we haven't won, we've only won there six times in the last hundred and something. Yeah, years. it's a ridiculous thing. But uh, especially against this this current Liverpool team, I'm just hoping that uh, there's lots of goals in it. Because if there's lots of goals in it, then we we could we could nick a point. You know, uh, yeah, it's it's. I'm trying to be really positive about it, but I have written it off. I know that's not a really good thing to do, but in trying to make top four, I've worked out how we can make top four and still lose on, on Saturday. But what I will say is that I can't remember the last season where Liverpool didn't beat us. So if we can get at least a point on Saturday, and I'll be well pleased with a point, mm. we can get at least a point. That'll be the first time since I, in a long, long time, that they haven't beaten us in a season. Yeah. Well, the last time and, was uh, when Wanyama scored that absolute screamer. That must have been 16 17 or the yeah, no, season yeah. after, maybe 17 yeah. 18. Yeah, because we beat him 4 1, didn't we, at Wembley that time? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we, we've, we've got a record of uh, the way I look at it is we've got a record of, of losing up there. So that, that, I guess, has got to change. Uh, we've also got a record of not only have we lost up there a lot, but we've lost in the last minute a load of times. You know, the, 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 you know, the game Record, last Records season. are there to be broken, so it could, it yeah, could yeah, be that we win we, in the last yeah, minute. We've also we, we've had, there in the last yeah, minute as well. Yeah, we, we've, we've had situations where we've we're, we've been one up and then Sonny's been on through and goal, open goal and hit the bar where we could have gone 2-0 up. We've had situations where we've fought back for one all and Sissoko's through and goal and blazes it over. We've had, a, I think, in the same game, I think Dali Addy had a, a, a curling shot that hit the post at one all, And... and all both times Liverpool went up and scored in the last few minutes. I think they got the there was a Toby Alderweireld own goal, wasn't there, in the last few minutes? There was a, a dodgy penalty they got in the last few minutes. You know, last season it was from a corner. You know, a, direct from a corner. Firmino headed in after yeah. after Bergwin right. had missed two, two great chances. You might be my namesake, but you're giving me arpitations. All I can think about is <laughs> last minute own goal, a last minute goal. Oh, right. goal yeah, right. it's, it's, it's happened. It's happened. We, we, we never seem to get much luck on there. Me, I'll, I'll fix that for you. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, even my, even my dad, even when my dad, even when we won the double with that great Spurs team, we still couldn't win at Anfield, you know. And at that time, I think we won in 1987, but until 1987 or whenever it was, or 83 actually. We hadn't won since 1910 at Anfield, you know. So, <laughs> so, you know, this is there. So, I'm hoping, even though I've said that I've written off the game, I'm hoping that on the law of averages, we're due for a result up there, whether it's a draw or a win. We're due for a bit of luck. Yeah. And, think, and, yeah, it, it would be nice to, to put a, yeah. a, a, a prick their balloon. Definitely, mm. definitely. And I remember last season when they allowed fans in, didn't they? 2,000 fans. And I just remember... When they scored that last-minute goal, so at that time I think great. You know, that's when we both both we were top of the league. Well, both teams were fighting mm, for top yeah, of the league, yeah. and we were one all. And I thought, great, I'll take a point. And on the phone, they got that last-minute goal, which drove me mad. And then we saw Jurgen Klopp in front of two thousand fans in the cop going eh, like that. And I, well, I won't tell you what I said, but I really, really swore on the TV and, and and looked at my really, really cheap guitar that I've had for twenty years and thought. 
I might oh, actually smash that for a few seconds, but I didn't, you know, thankfully. <laughs> but I just remember that awful, horrible ah, feeling. So hopefully this time, this time yeah. round, they'll, they'll get it right. And we've, we've got the team to go out there and get something. We have. If we play, if we play at our best, we've got, we've got. I definitely team. think they'll be wary of us based on what we mm, did going yeah. forward in the first game. I know we yeah. were at home yeah. and everything like that, and they had a few players out, but they definitely will not keep all of those players forward and only keep two players back. Mm. Yeah. We, hey, we win guys, the don't worry. Seriously, we're going to win 4-1. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of 4-1, that brings us on. If we win 4-1 and you haven't put any money on it. <laughs> I, have. I have. I actually I actually remortgaged my house. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. yeah. win this is yeah, anyway, I need to go. Thanks so much for uh, coming on. And uh, Brad's Twitter handle there at Brad Hotspur. Yeah, Give that yeah. a follow. Uh, music channel is a uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah I've got another song so, ready, ready to go. So yeah, hopefully, I'll so, have that up by the end of May when I'm in Australia and no one can contact yeah, me. <laughs> yeah. So make sure you give you Brad a follow on Twitter there. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> make sure you give Brad a follow on that Twitter handle there and you'll get all the information. And, 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 and click like and subscribe and to all of these guys. All of these Excellent. guys. Let's all them. Back, uh, four S's. <laughs> <laughs> Shelfside Spurs special show. Super Shelfside, whatever it is. Shelfside Spurs. <laughs> And, and full-time focus. Make sure you all click like and subscribe. And I'll try and do the point thing, which I always get wrong. But yeah. Okay, so I'll catch you guys later. Cheers, Brad. Always yeah, 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 yeah. you on. Take right. it easy. And uh, Rez, for the Liverpool game. Yep. Like I said, I, I think... I mean, I'm always optimistic. And then, uh, you know, it comes back to bite me on the arse a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. But this is a game that optimistic with the view that it we probably won't get anything up there, but you know, these records are there to be broken. Our luck's mm-hmm. got to change at some point. We hadn't won at Chelsea for 20, whatever years. And then, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Ericsson, Ali, and uh, mm-hmm. was it Lamella or was it Ericsson? I can't remember, but three, one. And, and we turned that round. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we've got man United who have, um, they're winning 2 0 now. Uh, Bob's waiting to see if there's a, a mass walkout in the 73rd minute, but Ronaldo's just scored a penalty. Uh, they're two points behind us now, have played two extra games in hand. So, unless we get battered by uh, Liverpool and Arsenal, and if we get battered by Arsenal, then that's fourth gone anyway. Yeah, it's over anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, Liv- uh, Arsenal two points ahead of us. If they win their game, we drop points against Liverpool, then we have to win. I mean, does it. Uh, does it make uh, whatever Arsenal do at Leeds even mm-hmm. bigger? And does it make potentially the uh, North London Derby game? It's a must win anyway. So I don't think it's, it changes whether it's a must win because we have to win it. But obviously, we, we really have to win it if we drop points at Liverpool. But I do think there's going to be a twist in the tail with Arsenal and Newcastle away to Newcastle and at home to Everton. So. Yeah. I think if we can get a point or or at the very, very least lose by a goal, so our goal difference only goes one, I, I don't think it's the end of the world, but I do think we can get something. Maybe not a win, but I definitely think we can get a draw. And I definitely think we'll score goals because of what we did earlier in the season. Yeah, it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fully, fully embracing delusion, right? Yeah. We're going up there <laughs> and we're going to win 4-1, right? Because, you know, we've been talking about what happens if Liverpool win the quadruple. What are their fans going to be like? 
Yeah. Right. God, start the apocalypse now. Do you know what? I think. <laughs> I think, and I'm not saying this. I'm not saying this because I enjoy it. It irritates me just as much. But every football fan should act like Liverpool fans hmm. if they yeah. really back their club, right? You're supposed to be insufferable. It's mm, what right. it's it's the tribalism of it. We are following our tribe. Right, that's what it is. We defend it to the hill. We, you know, tell everyone else to fuck off, and we hate them. You know, it's done in <laughs> it's done with affection because we're all human and we all like each other. And we all get on and stuff like that. But I want our fans to be like Liverpool fans, even when they were in the doldrums. Right, even when they couldn't string a consistent set of results together to win anything, their fans backed their club right to the hill right i mean full on every yeah we're gonna win it. it's gonna be ours yeah we're gonna get the quadruple you know every season every season they do it. and that's what we need to do so i'm gonna say we're gonna go up there and we're gonna batter them hmm. if we don't don't matter no. right yes it will have an effect on the top four race but as you say chris there's more to come and even if the worst happens and we don't get top four, it's not even the worst. Even if the wonderful thing doesn't happen and we don't get fourth, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. There's We're, we're in transition. We've got work to do. You know, it's not going to, you don't, you don't, to coin a hoary old cliche, you don't build Rome in a day. We've still got a lot of work to do at Spurs before we can start to to sort of look at ourselves and think that we're we're in a place where we can challenge for trophies yeah. in the pragmatic side of our minds, you know. Um, so I'm I'm full on four one, uh, Kane and a sunny hat trick, and I, I would absolutely love that. Buy our own goal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So 5 yeah. nil to us is what you're saying. <laughs> no, no, Dyer own goal. In terms of goals scored, 5 nil. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I would yeah. absolutely love that. I do agree that there's a lot more to be played and a lot more twists and turns. I think Kim said that in the chat, a lot more twists and turns. Um, yeah. I, I do think as fans as well, there's one luxury. I call it a luxury. That's a bit of a loose term for this, but... It's probably a luxury we sometimes don't afford ourselves as fans. And you're talking about like the situation now. You're talking about, you know, focus on yourself. Don't worry about upsetting Liverpool season because you, they can only do what they're doing. You can only do what you're doing. If you beat them and, and or draw with them and they lose the top, it's because they weren't good enough over a season, not because of losing to us or drawing to you or whatever. The, the things you've got to do as a fan, and it's something I've kind of adapted to mentor, has probably helped me cope the stress of following my fucking club sometimes, I will admit. <laughs> But it's, if you go into the game as a fan, and especially like you say, you, you're kind of almost talking Liverpool round as, as a free hit, especially given the positive result you got against us. It's more of a bonus, isn't it, really? Mm. And like you said there, um, if you win 4-1, you, you'll be a rich man. And if you lose, we'll, we'll probably see you on stream from an alleyway. But that's 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 your that's your business in entrepreneurs. I won't be taking gambling advice from you, I should say that. But... We can, we, we, what we can do in these games, and it's what we was I was able to afford it to do because I was asked before the game, not just by you guys, but I was asked by Leicester fans, Oh, you're not nervous about this? What if we get battered? So, what mm. in a case of it's not going to change anything, we're still going to play Rome on a Thursday, we still know where we're going, it's going to happen whether we 
we do it or not. What we sometimes, again, like I'm saying, we have the luxury and we don't use it enough as fans and we put ourselves under stresses. You see these games and they come up, whether it's at the start of the season, middle of the season or the crunch at the end of the season. If you go there, expect the worst, maybe not the worst, maybe that's the wrong term, but you don't expect anything and you go there to enjoy it, then you actually don't mind if you want to dance. All right, well, you know, I wasn't expecting anything else. So come on, let's see if we can still we can still upset this. We can still get and you and, and you can hear the difference in tone in the fan base. If you go there going, oh God, oh God, no, you know, if the players go out with that mentality going, oh God, no, if we don't beat Liverpool, we'll lose top. You're gonna have a, a static away end. And 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 right. it's so cliche, but it's it's a long-lasting cliche for a reason, because it's a good cliche. The 12th man needs to be dead. And if you go there as fans almost optimistic of going, if we win, if we draw, absolute buzzing. But if we put in a good performance and at the end of the day we don't get the result, who cares? We've still got a job to do, we've still got time to correct it and you're still confident you can do it. And that's what, I'd, I'd send that message out to any fan, any fan of any club, no matter your situation. And again, it's Norwich, you're relegated, the stress is off. Enjoy your afternoons. Watford, you're down, let's face it. Enjoy your afternoons. Don't go there in the panic and stress because all that happens is that feeds to the players on the pitch. And that's the, be the best thing we do as fans is give them the impression that even if they concede after a minute, it's all right because we believe in you. Like you said about Liverpool fans believing in their team when they're the treble or the quadruple. If the players feel that, they feed off it. Because that's what humans, that's what we do as humans. If you went to work every day going, oh God, oh God, I hope I don't drop a box like I did three weeks ago because they'll laugh at me again. No, you've got to go with, that happens. But you can't help it, it's going to happen. And if you do that against Liverpool, there is no reason, you know, you can't get something against them. Personally, as a last fan, couldn't give a monkey's if you came fourth or fifth. You'd still be playing in better <laughs> European competition than us right now. You know, that's... I, you know, I'd love to see it personally to stop them winning the quadruple, but I totally am with with Z's on this. Liverpool fans, you know, just because of, I think the disdain for them is because of how much belief they have in their club. It's not mm. so much arrogance; it is the belief. And yeah. everybody loves an underdog, but they stop liking that underdog when they win consistently and they start doing it. And you just don't have to care. If you're fans of teams, don't care about it. If you go to Liverpool and beat them or draw with them and you get Man City fans going, oh, cheers for that, cheers for that. goes, didn't do it for you, mate. Mm. Conte didn't have a team meeting and go, right, let's stop Liverpool winning the league. Son of exactly. and we'll lose day. <laughs> yeah. you know, you're doing it for you. And if you yeah. don't get the results, you've got four or five games to fix that. And that's all you can do as a club and a fan. So maybe afford the luxury of going in there thinking, whatever happens, happens. I'm just going to enjoy it. Believe. Or just believe. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. if it... It doesn't matter how... how realistic the belief is just believe yeah mm. even if you're kidding yourself believe that you can still get back into a game otherwise you you're never going to enjoy football absolutely yeah i mean yeah we'll end it there we pretty much uh talked about everything i uh, don't want to get too much into the liverpool game because that will mean that uh, friday there's no point in doing a stream because we've already done the preview but uh yeah i mean <laughs> so what i reckon is going to happen <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we'll, we'll be on there on let's talk tottenham uh half 12 uh uh uk time uh friday so make sure you check us out there thanks so much for watching please make sure you hit the like and hit the subscribe if you haven't already done so thanks to all your comments uh yeah and uh as you know uh these two guys uh 
have a channel as well that's in the description. But uh, there's, uh, I'm sure people know Shelfside Spurs by now, but if not, uh, where can people find it? And uh, tell us a bit about it. Yeah, so you can uh, you can find us by Googling, by uh, searching on YouTube for Shelfside Spurs Show, four words. I know a lot of people get confused because Shelfside is sometimes used as one word. So um, that's why I've got the four S's now rather than the three. Um, so it's Shelfside Spurs Show, hosted by the marvellous Johnny Einstein, although he's not here on Thursday. Uh, so it's going to be my bald mug um trying to keep control of the animals um but yeah it's a bit off the wall uh we sort of we we do talk about spurs but it's not always the sort of main topic of discussion um various other things like whale semen um the exploits of steve malbronk um things of that nature are more under discussion as well we are gradually getting to 500 subscribers, which is very nice. Um, as you know, Chris, but you might not know, Brad, when we hit 300, uh, I was forced to eat a uh, super hot chili tortilla uh, on screen, which was fun. Um, we still don't know what we're going to do when we hit to 500, but something has to be done. I'm, I'm going to get Nick to do something, I hope. Uh, but yeah, it will be great if people came along, uh, joined in. Because we we just talk so much bollocks, it's brilliant, um, and we'd love to have you in the in the chat and liking and subscribing. Uh, and if you want to tune into my sort of very irregular and strange and sometimes quite vitriolic tweets, you can follow me uh, at the Twitter handle in my description at bat underscore spur. And we're on on Thursdays at seven. Excellent. Yeah, uh, there's his Twitter handle bat uh, at bat. Bat underscore spur and the uh, link uh, to YouTube are both in the description. And uh, Brad, uh, a matter of opinion, that's your YouTube channel. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so it's a, it's a new channel. Uh, episode three is getting recorded this weekend. Uh, it's a variety of topics. Uh, I've just, those two episodes were Marvel versus DC. Uh, which one was better? It's just basically a free place for people to to come on and if they want to get involved just message me you'll find it at my twitter handle if you follow me there I'll follow you back and you can message me if you want to ever want to be on it i do all sorts of topics this week's topic is discussing the possibility of women becoming managers of the men's sides like when it would happen or if it, if people think it should happen or whatever again i've got a load of topics lined up i've got a wrestling video in mind i've got non-sporting videos i do a generation and of top topics as, as, as versatile as I can. Um, and if you want to be involved or want to check them out, the link for that is in my, is on my Twitter bio. It's the best place to find it. It is called A Matter of Opinion. I'm not sure if you'll find it through that so clearly. I don't know how many channels have got the same sort of name, but if you're struggling to find it, again, add me on Twitter or, or follow me on Twitter, should I say, I should use preferred term, and you'll, you'll find a link in there. That will take you directly to the channel. It's got some previews up on it, and like I said, episode one and two. Episode two was a fun one because it was discussing which fan base has the most deluded fans. I can tell you, Spurs, <laughs> you weren't in that discussion, so please like me and follow it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I'm not quite in the 500 and, and, and thousands brackets like you wonderful guys are with your channels and work. I've got 77, so if you get me, if you guys could help get me up to 80. That would be amazing in life. But if not, <laughs> give the video a like, give it a listen. It all helps out. And and again, everything that's been on tonight, my my, my, my namesake, Brad, 
who's, who's, who's off rocking in Australia. Interesting fact, Australia invented the Wi-Fi, so they do know Wi-Fi about there. there you go. You know, obviously, <laughs> give these guys a follow as well. But yeah, again, cheers for having us on. It's, I've been two days no this week, well, over the Easter, over the bank yeah. holiday weekend, and it's been fun, both of them. So cheers for having me on. Oh, no Brilliant, problem. Yeah, make sure you go to uh, Shelfside Spurs Show. Hit the subscribe there. Watch the video, certainly this uh, Thursday as well. And then Matt of Opinion. Uh, if you can't find that, like uh, Brad has said, uh, his Twitter handle is also in the description as well, at Full Time Focus. So, uh, yeah. And then the link for the uh, YouTube channel is in there as well. Uh, so make sure you check all of them out. And Brad as well, who uh, is Tottenham Brad, who was on earlier. Uh, yeah, too many Brads, too many Brads, but um, we, we've made it work. We've made it work. Um, yeah, and uh, thanks so much for watching, as always, and and for the comments. Uh, please hit the like, please hit the subscribe before you go, or if you're watching on the replay, do that as well. Uh, and then if you like what you've seen, this is Let's Talk Tottenham, but on the Hotspur Hood, and we're on Let's Talk Tottenham's YouTube channel on Friday, 12.30pm UK time for the big Liverpool preview. I've got Spurs fans and a Liverpool fan as well, so make sure you check that out. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs.